0: And Altman, I've been interviewing executives at companies for my upcoming book that will come out in 2019. And we're profiling companies that have achieved remarkable growth, companies that have more than doubled in a matter of two or three years from where they started to where they are today. And one of the questions I've been asking these executives is, what type of information are you focusing on? And what questions are you asking of your sales professionals to figure out which opportunities are real and which ones aren't? And that's exactly what I'm going to be discussing this week. See, very common what happens is in sales meetings, it goes something like this. The sales manager, whoever the executive is in charge, will go around to each individual in the room. And they'll ask questions about their current opportunities. And they'll say, hey, Jim, I see you've got this opportunity. What can you tell me about it? And Jim says, oh, we had a good meeting last week. I sent an email, I sent a proposal, waiting to hear back from them. Great, okay. Um, is there anything you need our help with on that, Jim? Jim says, no, that's it. This is typically what happens. And candidly, what we're usually doing is asking questions and talking about stuff that's already in the CRM. Our CRM already has this information. And so all we're doing is we're basically asking them to tell us, oh, you have this opportunity and what's the value of it, which we already know, and what happened most recently, which is already in the CRM, and we're not necessarily learning anything new. But here's the difference of what top performers do. So top performers ask questions that are more aligned with what we teach in same-side selling about the same-side quadrants. And so the top performers tend to ask questions like this. So they'll say to them, listen, Jim, I see that you've got this one opportunity. What's the issue the client is trying to solve? And what's the impact to them if they don't solve that? And how important is this compared to other things on their plate? And what are the results that they're looking to achieve? And why do we feel that we're the best people to achieve those? Have we identified if there's any other people who need to be involved in the process? See, what we're doing at this point is we're, in essence, asking our people to explain why this opportunity is real, why it's worth solving, and make sure that we don't have any gaps in how we're seeing that account. Now, the true top performers have incorporated all this into their customer relationship management platforms, And actually, it carries forward into their customer service as well. So this week alone, I profiled two different companies or interviewed two different companies, um, their executives, about their growth. And each one of them said, well, we practice every week. We use the quadrants in every single meeting. And during our sales meetings, what we do is we ask people specifically those questions about the quadrants. What's the issue the client's trying to face? What's the impact and relative importance of of not solving that problem? What are the results they need to achieve? And who else is involved or needs to be involved to make sure we don't miss anybody? We also define what the next steps are to make sure we don't miss anything. And remarkably, these are the companies that are growing leaps and bounds over their competition. The rock star top performer you're looking for in your sales organization isn't looking for a job right now. In fact, they are totally content crushing it for somebody else. The folks at Peak Sales Recruiting have discovered an approach so that those rockstar candidates will quickly discover that they're better off working for you than for somebody else. And if you've ever wondered, what are the right questions to ask to know if I'm getting a great candidate or just someone who's going to be okay? Well, they also have a sales interview guide available. You can learn more about Peak Sales Recruiting and get their free sales interview guide by visiting peaksalesrecruiting.com slash Ian. The other thing they do is they practice every single week. Notice when I'm talking to these people, they don't say, well, oftentimes we do improv or role play. No, they say we use same-side improv every single week. Great. What else? We use the quadrants every single, every single discussion that we have with, with a client or prospect. See, it's about the discipline to focus on what's important for the client, not just focusing on what's important for you. So next time you're having a sales meeting, make sure that you're asking these sorts of questions, not the questions like, hey, when's the last time you met with them? How is it looking? Because those are all just kind of feel based questions. What we really want to know is, have we asked our clients the right questions? And here's a remarkable thing that happens. What they tell me is they say, look, the first time we have a meeting, we ask people, well, what's the issue? What's the impact? What's the importance? What do the results look like? Who else is involved? And about half the time we ask, they have the answers, which means half the time they don't. So what do you think happens the next time they have a meeting? Well, that percentage goes up. And now 70% of the people have the answers to those questions. And eventually, the professionals know that look, if I don't have an answer to those questions, I'm gonna look pretty stupid. So I better have those answers when I come to the meeting. The remarkable thing is that if you take the time to ask those questions and get that information, then what happens is sales cycles get shorter, your client's perspective shifts from price to value, you stand out from the competition, and you win a higher percentage of opportunities more importantly, you qualify out the bad ones. In each of these cases, these businesses have grown without increasing their sales force by the same numbers. So it's not like they doubled and doubled their sales force. In many cases, they grew their business and their sales force stayed the same or shrunk, but they're way more efficient and effective. So these are some of the questions and some of areas of focus that you can apply in your business. And remember... All these topics come from you, the listener. So if there's another topic you want me to cover, if there's a guest you think I should have on the show, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. And if you have any questions, same thing, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.